Chapter Six of Autumn Leaves. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Raven Notation. Autumn Leaves, edited by Anna Wales Abbott. The Sounds of Morning in Cambridge. I sing the melodies of early morn. Hark! It is the distant roar of iron wheels, first sound of busy life, and the shrill neigh of vapour steed, the veil of bright and threading, region of lowing keen and perfumed breeze. Echoes the shore of blue meandering Charles. Straightway, the chorus of glad chanticleers proclaims the dawn first comes one clarion note loud clear and long drawn out and hark again rises the jocund song distant though distant now faint and far like plaintive cry for help piercing the ear of sleep each night of the spur Watchful as brave and emulous in noise, With mighty pinions beats a glad reveal. All feathered nature wakes. Man's drowsy sense heeds not the trilling band, But slumbrous waits the tardy god of day. Ah, sluggard, wake, open thy blind, And rub thy heavy eyes. For once behold a sunrise. Is there aught in thy dream world more splendid or more fair? With crimson glory the horizon streams, And ghostly Dian hides her face ashamed. Now to the ear of him who lingers long on downy couch, Falsely luxurious, comes the unwelcome din of college bell, Fast tolling. "'Tis but the earliest, the warning peal. "'He sleeps again, happy if bustling chum, "'footsteps along the entry, "'or perchance in the home bower, "'maternal knock and halloo, "'shall break the treacherous slumber. "'For behold, the youth collegiate sniff the morning zephyrs, "'breezes of brisk December, frosty and keen, "'with nose incarnadine, Peering above each graceful shepherd's plaid, the chin enfolding. See how the purple hue of youth and health glows in each cheek, how the sharp wind brings pearls from every eye, brightening those dimmed with study and waste of midnight oil. O classic page, long pouring, Boreas in merry mood plays with each unkept lock and vainly strives to make a football of the freshman's beaver, or the sage sophomore's indented felt. Behold the foremost, with deliberate stride and slow approach the chapel, tree-embowered, entering composedly its gaping portal. Then, as the iron tongue goes on to rouse, the mocking echoes with its call, arrive others with hastier step and heaving chest anon some bound along divergent paths 
which scar the grassy plain, and, with no pause for breath, press up the rocky stair. Straightway a desperate few, with headlong frantic speed, swifter than arrow flight or Medford whirlwind, sparks flying from iron-shod heels at every footfall, over stone causeway and tessellated pavement. They come, they come, they leap, they scamper in. Air, grating on its hinges, slams the door, inexorable. Pauses the sluggard, at wood and halls just crossing, the chime melodious dying on his ear. Embroidered sandals scarce maintain their hold upon his feet, shuffling with heel exposed, and neath his upper garment just appears a many-coloured robe. About his throat, no comfortable scarf, but crumpled gills shrink from the scanning eye of passenger, the omnibus o'erhauling. List, t'was the last, last stroke. It dies away like murmuring wave. Bootless he came, and bootless wends he back, gnawing his gloveless thumb and pacing slow. Bright eyes might gaze on him, compassionate, but that yon rosy maiden, early afoot, is o'er her shoulder watching with wild fear, a horned host that rushes by amain, bellowing bassoon like music, angry shouts of drovers, horrid menace, and dire curse, shrill scream of imitative boy, and crack of cruel whip, the tread of clumsy feet are hurrying on, but now, with instinct sure, madly those doomed ones bolt from the dread road that leads to Brighton and to death. They charge, up Brattle Street, screaming the maiden flies, nor heeds the loss of fluttering veil. Upborne, on sportive breeze, and sailing far away. And now a flock of sheep, bleating, bewildered, with tiny footprints fret the dusty square, and huddling strive to elude relentless fate, and hark with snuffling grunt, and now and then a squeak, a squad of long-nosed gentry run, the gutters to explore, with comic jerk, of the investigating snout, and wink at passer-by, and saucy, lounging gait, and independent, lash-defying course. And now the baker, with his steaming load, hums like the humble bee from door to door, and thoughts of breakfast rise, and harmonies, domestic, song of kettle and hissing urn, glad voices, and the sound of hurrying feet, clatter of chairs, and din of knife and fork, bring to a close the melodies of morn. End of the Sounds of Morning in Cambridge